Welcome to the Glow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Adriana Carrig, the CEO and founder of Little Words Project, and I have with me my co-host and sidekick, Mariah Grippo. We created this podcast to bring you inspiration, laughter, guidance, and most importantly, friendship, as we all glow through life together. Catch new episodes every other Thursday on Spotify and Apple streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Glow Through It Podcast for behind-the-scenes content and information on upcoming episodes. And of course, shop the LWP brand at littlewordsproject.com and use the code GLOWTHROUGHIT to receive 15% off your order. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning, tuning in. in. Hey guys, Adriana here. I wanted to talk quickly about an incredible opportunity for all young female entrepreneurs and creators out there who could benefit from a $5,000 grant. I am proud to be an ambassador for this incredible Seeds of Beauty campaign created by Florida Prairie. The campaign is all about empowering others to follow their dreams despite adversities and obstacles that may come along the way, which is something I truly believe in. Florida Prairie is offering three seed grants of $5,000 each to female entrepreneurs and creators who are pursuing their passions and bringing beauty into their communities. Florida Prairie wants to provide these creators with means to positively impact the world. Plus, as if it wasn't enough to love them, the wine is actually incredible too, with notes of strawberry and rose petals so fresh and crisp, it is the perfect drink for a summer evening. To learn more and apply, head to the link in our show notes. Applications close August 31st. Well, needless to say, we've got a professional on the call. We're here with Carla Marie. Carla Marie Monica, which is just the best name ever. I never use my last name. I don't think anyone knows it. I do. But she came into my life. um, It was such a happenstance situation where a customer of mine and a fan of Z100 and Elvis Duran in the morning show – literally connected the two of us and and reached out to you saying this is a great brand and then you reached out to me and we're like I want to put this on what's trending and I was like are you I was like uh, uh, like rubbing out my eyes like <laughs> what no, it was the first I launched in November it was literally that following January I want to say no way yes it was like right away yeah like, you just, oh, you like, must have been on top of the world. Oh my God. It was my, first of all, I grew up on Elvis Duran in the morning show. Like I grew Same. up listening to Same. Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> we too. all did. I grew up listening to Daniel Monero laughing. And that yeah. is like just what I remember from like going to high school and, my, and he would drive me to school and we're both listening to like the, the, the morning, the phone tap, like, yeah. Oh, the so then I was like, no way is this going to happen. Well, you were, Adriana, you were still in the basement, like working on bracelets. At oh that. yeah. No, it was like brand spanking new and the logo was super vintage looking, like the bracelet, everything was like, oh, not that cute. But she like loved it from the bat. I want you, I should say, loved yeah. it from the bat. And um, you talked about it on air during What's Trending and you gave a really great description of it. And I remember waking up, first of all, I of course had to listen to the recorded version because you know, my ass wasn't up at seven for that. But I, I remember listening to it with Bill and we were both like, what just happened? Like it was such, it was our, my first ever publicity of any it's kind. Crazy. It's crazy to me. I know. And it was you. And then ever since it's then so I was cool. like, you're the best. Thank you. And I would send bracelets to you guys and you guys always posted. And this was when I had like a couple hundred followers and I was just gaining traction. Well, um, it's funny you say that. I, I showed up with show and tell. I know no one listening to this podcast can see this, but I wanted you guys to see. Oh <laughs> my God. Wait, I'm 30 just of take them. A picture on my Wait. phone for Instagram because we're Wait, gonna need Oh this. God. 
She just whipped out 30 bracelets and is so hold on. I, I there's like a set oh, that I'll wear every day. Yeah. Let me get in closer. But yeah. And I mean my number one go-to <laughs> gift for everyone. Oh, I just gifted my mom and my niece for Mother's Day. Like, oh, oh my god. I love that. Thank you for being you've been such a supporter ever since that very first day. So like sweet. and well, you're like so down to earth and normal and chill and like Well, you guys are too. Well, thanks, but like, but we're not famous, right? <laughs> no, we're like not, you are though. Like, literal prodigies. <laughs> no, like I see what you guys are doing, and I'm like, oh my god, like I think I want to come work with them for a while. Like you do <laughs> the whole Nike thing. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Like I knew, like I'll say, I'm like I knew them when they were literally making bracelets in a basement. Now they're a Nike partner. Sacks, like, and the fact that yeah. like I get messages from people who go into department stores and take a picture and like, oh my god, I saw little words project in the department. Oh. How cool is that? And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and you send them to me still, which I think is so cute. Like, it's just amazing. I love, love, love that you are associated with this brand. You are a true definition. Yeah. A nice girl. You are a part of, of our family. You've been since the very beginning. And I love that people, like, you got, you've gotten us into retailers. You go into yeah. stores. You're pitching it. <laughs> I do. If I walk into a store and I'm wearing one, I'm like, hey, you guys should sell these. My friend Shandon um, sells you guys at Alaire in Seattle here. Yep. And she says it's like one of the biggest sellers. And one of our best accounts. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me remind you. Like, yeah. she is incredible. Shandon could not order, like, more. It's insane. Yeah. She's amazing. But anyway, so, okay, CM, for those of <laughs> us, for those, for those of us who live under a rock and don't know who you are. Yeah. Can you give us a little intro into you and kind of how you got started in the radio world? Yeah. So I currently live in Seattle, Washington. I host the Carla Marie and Anthony show on 106.1 KISS FM, which is an iHeartRadio station. So in any city where you're listening right now, you probably have iHeartRadio. It's one big family, one big company. Um, but I got my start in radio at Elvis Duran and the morning show in New York on Z100. I grew up in New Jersey. New Jersey. I literally just said New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> listening to that station. And that is the reason I got into radio because I loved Elvis during the morning show. I love Danielle and her laugh, like you said. And the fact love that it. Danielle is now one of my best friends is mind boggling to me. Oh my God. Well, um, not that she's one of my best friends, but it's also mind boggling to me that you guys are best friends, but she loves you guys. Danielle does be sliding into my DMs and she personally she's... follows Adriana Carrick and that makes me so <laughs> you loves you. And I, I know. And I, it, it, I love her. It pulls my mm-hmm. mind. Like she is someone who is, if I ever got to meet her, I would truly be starstruck. It's mind boggling way about that you haven't. I know. I know. Cause I've met you, Sam, uh, Kathleen, uh, Bethany, who I know isn't with the station anymore, but anyway, long story short, I've met the whole team and I've had a starstruck moment with each and every one of them, including you. But, Dan- <sighs> but Danielle is like, would be as severe to me as meeting Elvis, which I also have not gotten to do. I know. Wow. I yeah, know. it'll it'll happen at some point when people can I meet people that. again. I hope. Well, I also I also feel like yeah, right, when times are different, but I also feel like she's so I don't want to say accessible, but she's so real. Like yeah. I was watching her story the other day and she's like in the kitchen cooking and it was the funniest thing and she was like trying to do a TikTok. I was like crying yeah. of laughter. And because you guys are like we're definitely going to meet her. She'll come to like one of our brunches maybe. Oh, she was I'm, supposed to come to something to come to the I office. Think the, that or the was it the no she no, was five-year brunch 
he was going to come visit the office one day, which I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh. And our whole office is a huge fan. Like Marissa. Oh, my, Marissa loves Marissa, her. She literally wears a Hello Lady sweatshirt. Like, yeah. Once a week. That makes me so yeah. happy. Like, it makes me so happy because they're still like my family, even though I'm not yeah. at that show anymore. For yeah. me, it wasn't like I left a job. It was like I graduated when I moved out here. And it was yeah, like you a got really your own cool show. Yeah. And for the longest time, it was so frustrating because people are like, why would you leave Elvis's show? It's nationally syndicated. I'm like, yeah, but it's big fish, small pond kind of thing for me here, where there it was small fish, big pond. And it's like, well, which mm. opportunity? And why would I stay at the same opportunity I was at for six years when there was nowhere for me to grow? And that's what it came to. Like Elvis literally told me, you can't grow here anymore. And hearing that was like, mm. okay, time to move on. Did you yeah. like that he said that to you or were you kind of like, like, did you appreciate that or were you kind of like, mm. I will never forget that date. It actually happened about six months before the Seattle offer came through. So wow. if I was offered the job in Seattle, before he said that, I don't know that I would have done it. So I would have like every six months to a year, I'd have like a meeting with Elvis. Like, this is where I'm at. This is what I feel. What can I do? Whatever. Um, and that meeting was like, I want to do more, but like, I don't know. And I was getting so burned down of just answering the phones for the show. All like, that's what I did till the yeah. day I left. And granted my role grew other ways, but um, yeah, like you had, you had little yeah. segments, you had what's trending, you've recorded a lot of the promos. I would always oh, yeah. do the voice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess for people who don't understand like what radio is, like you're kind of, even if you're like, you have a segment or you can hear the, your voice on the air, like it's a team effort, right? Like you're yeah. all doing things like, I mean, I know you answered the phones, like you said, for six years. And I would say that you were one of like the main people on the show. So it's just crazy to think that that would be right. your yeah. own gig. Yeah, it is. No, it's no, crazy that small. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that was my job. That's what I was hired for. At the end of the day, if that wasn't getting done, I wasn't doing my job. It was so being on the air was just a perk, and being a part of the show was a perk for me. And then, yeah, I got woven into the fabric of the show eventually. Um, but that day, I remember him saying to me, He's like, You've, you can't grow here anymore. You've, you've outgrown this role, but there is nowhere else for you to go. And I'll never forget, I was crying in a cab. Anthony and I, my co-host now, were going to meet a client. I was crying in the cab and he was like, oh, he didn't know what to do. And now at this point, four years later of working together, I've just, he knows that I'm just going to cry all the time. He knows what to do when you cry <laughs> yeah. now. He was patting me on the head. He knows what to do. <laughs> the craziest thing, I wrote in my like I had a regular notebook for the show and I wrote the date and I said a year from now your life will be completely different mm -hmm. I don't know I just wrote it down that day Chills. and six months later I was moving to Seattle and anytime I'm having a crappy time I will say that to myself a year from now like this isn't going to matter and your life is going to be completely different and mm -hmm. it always has been in some way or another maybe not always for the good but it's different yeah and it's that is like my way to like center myself what you're going through right now yeah it sucks but it's not going to be your forever yeah yeah I, I feel like that that is something that i live by and i talked about it in a previous episode that same concept of not only will it be different but how do you know because you can look back on the times yes you've already been through and you <laughs> yeah. survived and you're it's so much different and you're not gonna you know it's like the thing your parents used to say to you, like in three months, you won't even care. And it's so yeah. true. I'll give you, you something to cry about. Right. <laughs> right. There's that Jersey. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's such a, that's such an incredible thing. And 
it's, it's rare that you'll have a boss that is that honest mm-hmm. and knowing that he was going to lose a piece of his fabric, but that it would mean that it would be, you get to go out there and spread your wings and create your own name for yourself. So, okay. Well, even earlier when we were, sorry, when we were like chatting about um, just like the ins and outs of radio, which I think is something that like not a lot of people know about surprisingly. Like you don't really know unless you're in the world of like what radio really is or what it looks like. But there is, yeah, like what's happening there? But there is a lot to be said about the fact that the team on a radio station or in a show or whatever, it rarely changes. And like I realized that when I started working for iHeartRadio, like in a very small promotional way. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized that like, those shows never change. Like whoever is on the show, they grow with the show for like 30 years <laughs> and then the show dies. Like there, yeah. there's no like, you know what I mean? They're not bringing new people in and out. So that I'm sure that a, was another part for you. You were probably like, I got to have my own show because I'm not just going to like get a new seat in this show. Like no. I'm just going to need my own at some point. Like Danielle Monero's not going anywhere and she shouldn't right. go anywhere. But she that shouldn't. is it is the good and bad thing about radio where if you're a listener, you know that that show that you grow up with, it's that comfort every morning. It's loyalty. There or that night show, whatever it is, they're always there. If you're on that show, it's like, this is great. I, you know, I've got a gig for life. People like me. It's awesome. But sometimes that could be our crutch as a, as an industry, because like Mariah, you just said, you know, the whole show can die at the end. Not literally, but like, you know, sometimes one person leaves, that's it. And that's the end. And that's Mm -hmm. unfortunate. So Elvis was very smart in um, knowing that he's very, very smart with business overall. And he knew that, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it helped him by keeping us there, but it doesn't help the industry or us by not letting us grow. And yeah, like, as uh, how does one then get to become Danielle Monero? You know what I mean? Like, is it just such you, a like, you start as what you do exactly what Carla Marie's doing? You yeah. move to Seattle, you start your you have your own show, that show grows and grows and grows, then it becomes nationally syndicated because you go to another city, and now you're in Chicago, and now you're in wherever, and then you're Danielle Monero. I mean, it, that is how. <laughs> yeah. And Mariah has some idea of what she's talking about because she worked for iHeartRadio yeah. for a bit. <laughs> I know a little bit. So she's out here really trying to show all the knowledge she knows. I'm glad that Mariah said it though, because if I said that, it's weird, but thank you. (laughs) No, I worked, I worked in radio for like one year, less, (laughs) less than a year. But no, it's, it's, it's important because there is definitely a lot of people or maybe not, I don't know, but I I would assume there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast or just in general, follow your life, Carla Marie, and want to know how they can break into that world. And, And the world of radio entertainment is, it's tough. It's a tough industry. It's tough. And there's no, like, here are the five steps to getting into radio. Like, I mean, in any industry, can tell you the same thing. But every single city, every single genre of music, every single show has their own way to get in. And I consider mine being right place, right time, but also doing the right thing. Like, I would have never gotten that job if I hadn't interned. And I happened to intern for three semesters in a row at a time when the show was growing. And they took one person, Lauren, who was answering the phones and gave her a different role. And that opportunity opened literally a month before, two months before I graduated college. So right place, right time. But I was also the right fit. Yeah, doing doing a good job and doing good work. One hundred. In college, did you know, like, was it part of you already? Like, were you thinking maybe by junior year, like, okay the radio industry, that is for me. 
oh, I knew, like, I went to college knowing it was radio. And I was like, ah, cool. I kind of want to do radio or TV. And then when I got to Rutgers, I found out that the TV station was on the Bush campus. And I was living on College Ave. So it's a different campus. So you take buses <laughs> like, around at Rutgers. No. I was like, I'm just going to do radio. It's right here. <laughs> like a true radio lazy ass. That's how right. I... Like, or like a true Rutgers student. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you know what? It's on Bush. I'm good. That's the same no. reason why I didn't like dating football players and I preferred basketball players because <laughs> I like Livingston campus a whole lot better. Okay. So I'd wow. rather go to Libby than go to Bush, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. And then I just worked at the radio station at Rutgers and then got my internship my junior end of my junior year at, at Z100. And I was like, the whole wow. time, like, there's no way I can work here. What am I going to do? Like, if I didn't get that job, I don't know what I would have done when I graduated. I, like my what? friend Fabiana, uh, my intern. intern, she was your intern. Yeah. And she, I mean, I don't think she like wanted to definitely be in radio, but she wanted to be in the industry and now she is. Um, so even with just a, if you grab an internship like that, you don't have to end up as a radio host. You can yeah. go so many places. I mean, I mean you probably learned so many different things. Adriana probably would have hired me. Oh my God, I wish. Are you kidding? Are you Mariah, it wouldn't have been you. It would have been me. It would have been Carla Marie. I would have been okay with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have supported that. Me. Honestly, if she, if she fires me right now and is like, hey, you know, come over to Jersey, I'd understand. Yeah, but Carla Marie would be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I got my own job yeah. now. What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll see. Um, Carla, Marie, do you, is it me? Every time I want to just call you Carla because I just want to call it, be, I want it to be a nickname. But CM. CM is fine. CM. 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 <laughs> yes. Do you think it's feasible for people who get an internship in media but don't get an internship in radio during their college formative years can then break into radio? Like can like Fabiana, for example, she now works at Insider. Could she have interned at Insider and then come to Z100 and or I know you guys don't it's not called Z100 now, right? No, it is. Oh, it is. Okay, good. I thought it was just like vintage. Um, because they're syndicated. Um no. So would she have not been able to keep using the word vintage? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really no, vintage. You can. I mean, especially now, like the time right now at radio, at least iHeartRadio isn't just radio. It's so much more. It's events. It's, um, can't like huge campaigns, things that we put on. It's not just radio. There's so much more to what we do now. There's the whole social aspect. There's, you know, we're putting on live concerts right now on TV, but that has, the only thing that has to do with the radio is we're talking about it on the radio. So this company is so much more. So in the sense of like, you can break into iHeartRadio with experience anywhere. I mean, we've got engineers, we've got sound engineers, we've got people on, behind the scenes building out our iHeartRadio app every day. So there's right. some sort of you position. You have like an HR anyone. department, I'm yeah, sure. But the like problem you is, even if, you, even if you get those jobs, it's still so rare that you can ever get on the mic. And that's, that's if you yeah. have that dream, which a lot of people might, I mean, that's kind it's of- hard. You know well, what? Maybe, maybe the advice is uh, on that note, and that's and obviously you might feel differently, but I think right now it might even be easier to break into the industry by having like your own thing, like a podcast, yeah. and using that as kind of like your foundation. Because I can't. It, it, you're right, Age. It's so there is like three people that are on the air, and you know no, what? You're right. <laughs> Realistically, that's it. That could be applied to just about anything these mm -hmm. days. Yeah. It's so competitive now because people are producing their own TV on YouTube. Yep. They're producing yep. their own radio shows on podcasts. They're producing their own, you know, they're, they're publishing their own books on Amazon. Like you can yep. essentially do it all without the man helping you. Right. True. Yep. And it, but it must make it really hard then to actually break into that industry. So I, this is kind of a good segue, but 
CM, what has your experience been through the past? I mean, you've been in this now for what, 10 years? 10 years. 10 years. Wow. What has your experience been through those past 10 years with seeing how the industry has shifted? Because oh, the gram social, all that came yeah. seven years ago. So it's in- funny. You were talking about what's trending earlier. I actually did Instagram as a, I had a segment before what's trending called tap in that app on Elvis's show where I would feature cool new apps you needed to download. And Instagram was one of those apps. I was like, Oh my God, I need to find this audio. I was like, there's this app. They talked about it in the Grammys last night. They launched it. It's called Instagram and it lets you put filters on your photos. Like I don't even think you could post it. Like it was just filters. Right. That's how I remember Instagram in the beginning. I thought it was a filtering editing app and I didn't know people could follow you. And I was editing all these selfies of myself. And I thought, and I was like sending them to my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, and Literally, one of my friends was like, "Oh, I like all your selfies." I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> you can see those?" <laughs> I had like twenty-four followers. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it was a different time. I mean, I remember telling everyone, "You guys need to get on Twitter." Like at Elvis's show, get on Twitter, and wow. here we are now. So yes, things have changed a lot. And in the middle of me seeing it all change, I then switched roles and switched markets. And when you go from New York, the mecca of radio, to a lower market, Seattle's number twelve. It's a much different situation. Just it's almost like a completely different industry. But as a whole, the social media thing is kind of incredible for us because we can stay connected with people the second your mic turns off. You're still connected, yep. which can be good and bad. But the the positive side of it is I could be posting something at eight p.m. tomorrow morning. Don't miss this. You know, while you're laying in bed, you can set your your phone alarm to wake you up to the iHeartRadio app on our show. So yeah. we're we have lost a lot because of technology. We've also gained a lot. It's just right. different. I right. mean, they we hear this all the time in like our company events, but the number one piece of technology purchased every year is headphones. And mm-hmm. people are listening. They're just listening different ways. They're listening maybe to podcasts. So that's why we put everything on podcasts. You know, it's still great to have people listening even if they're not listening live. So our morning show gets repurposed as a podcast, but it's definitely changed. There are, you know, the sad side of it where things are more automatic and you can be on in several cities at once, which is great if it's you, but if it's not you, you know, you're taking local jobs away at the end of the day. So it's, it's sad, but we're not the only industry doing that. Like you said, Adriana. Yeah. Are you so, okay, let's, let's tap into a little bit the, the changes that you've experienced going from the Mecca to a a number 12, obviously got to be a huge, huge shift for you. So what, what has been the most significant and most maybe difficult change, if you will? Well, not only did I go from New York to Seattle, I went from the untouchable, like Elvis around in the morning show bubble, I call it the bubble, right. to somewhere else. And we knew it was going to be like, all right, what are we in for? Um, budget is a big one. Like yeah. we don't have that. <laughs> here mm-hmm. we're in new york it was like oh you want to throw an event cool now it's like well, well we got to get a sponsor and you got to get this and blah, blah blah like there's no um there's no cushion in a lot of that and yeah. i'd say the team in new york has been doing things like events and ideas and whatever for 30 something years not only the on-air team but behind the scenes here in seattle they weren't it wasn't an iHeartRadio radio or clear channel for it hasn't been that company forever i'd say it's probably 15 years ago, maybe I might be wrong there, where this turned to iHeart in Seattle it was a different company. So it's not in the blood. It's so hard to explain. And it's yeah. not that it's bad here, but just the way things are done differently in New York and any in like any industry. Yeah. And then you move out here, the work-life balance is way 
more even, but people like leave work at 3 p.m. and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. We must work all. And that's not the best, but sometimes I'm like, what? Why is there no sense of urgency? Why are we not doing this yeah. to the best of our ability? It's just, and it's different, but sometimes it's also a good different because the way we operate here is the way everyone else in the city operates here. Right. Yeah. Mariah and I always, I feel like we've experienced that whenever we go to trade shows in different cities and like, it's, there is no sense of urgency. And I'm just oh. like, how is it possible? Like, why are we not pushing past this crowd? Like, I got to keep moving. Like, yeah. yeah. Even just as yeah, far yeah. as walking and all that good stuff. But it is also arguable that like, it's kind of a good thing that you should yes. have that work-life balance. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know, it, it's definitely interesting to say the least. Has this, has this like, adjustment for you and, and kind of going to a new place and starting over and having your own show, has that proven to you that like, this is it. This is what you've wanted all these years. Like, is is it happening? Yeah, it. It's crazy moving. Like, we've been through so much over the last four years. It's kind of insane. We've had three different jobs and radio since we've moved here. Like, and hold on, you keep saying we. So for oh, people that don't know, potentially, can you just explain the we yes. element? And yeah. So my show is not just my show. It's me and Anthony. So unlike Elvis's show where it's Elvis Duran and the morning show, it's Carla Marie and Anthony as basically one. Like everything we do is 50-50. We both make the same. We both like, it's very, so when I say we, it's not my show. It's our show. Um, yeah. So that's And he's I'm, not your boyfriend. This no, is not your husband. Okay. No. Anthony Just for the I world. <laughs> thank you. Worked on Elvis's show together and started okay. a podcast there. Hence how we got our morning show. Cool. So Age. Maybe you can have a morning show. Be our next path. We should trade Maybe. for like a week. I'll do a little words project and you guys yeah. do it. Oh you God, know, we see it. what happens with our podcast and then maybe we'll nice. come little morning, little hosts. Uh, you asked me a question and I didn't even answer it, Mariah. So, Go ahead. It's, it's okay. Yes, this has made me realize that I do want to be in radio. It's also made me see like the, the bad side of things, like being in it when you've got your name on the show and like the more responsibilities you have, the more headaches you have. Uh, Anthony has said that to me a ton of times when I'm like, why isn't this working? He's like, more responsibilities, more headaches. So I've seen, yeah. you know, both sides of it. But yes, I love radio, but I've also um, come to learn since moving out here, all the other opportunities I have and things I can do because of radio. Like I started my own podcast right. on top of everything else that I'm doing. And from that podcast, I'm doing other things just because I have a platform and it's cool because everyone in radio has something else that they do. I mean, Elvis is on the Today Show all the time and yeah. there's different things. So it's made me realize like, while this is amazing, it's not the end all be all and I can grow and do more things. So it's just trying to hone in on what that is and figure that out. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Right. And how old are you again? Everybody. Oh my God. I almost said 30. I'm 32. I almost said 30, Adriana, because it was Bill's birthday and I'm like 30. <laughs> and, and we're 30. Bill and yeah. I officially. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's such an incredible, um, reality that it's not just radio or mm -hmm. just one singular industry where you're kind of having to figure out like what that next step is. Like we're all evolving yeah. in this new digital age where we, you do kind of have a digital footprint. You have a digital, uh, like a, you know, a, um, a digital resume, right? So like, what are you yeah. doing now? What content are you producing? How are you producing it? If you want to be a writer, are you writing? You know, like yeah. if you want to be a, you know, a blog, a, a YouTuber, or if you want to be creating film, what have you created? Have you put together you yeah. have a couple of movies that you've already filmed with whatever low budget you had? Like there's just so many ways to just start creating. And 
actually one of my favorite YouTubers, um, Casey Neistat. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Sam, but you would love him. Um, but he, he's huge now. And Bill always loves the fact that he found him like a couple of years before he, he became really, yeah. really big. So we've been following him ever since. But the point is, is he's all about that concept of the only diff, the only thing between you and your dreams is how much work you're willing to put in and like what you're willing to just start doing. Just start yeah. creating, start the company, start the whatever it is, start doing. And I think the only thing that's probably not true for is like the legal industry or like becoming a doctor but even that well, anything anything yeah, a little corporate could that. be could be yeah. tough i think this is more for our creatives, creatives. Out there. yeah this is for, for the sure. creatives but just start the thing but even corporate like you could also leverage your knowledge on a platform that mm-hmm. could ultimately linkedin man linkedin yeah. is the new influencer space for like corporate people yeah it's, it's so true it's so true. But even like you, you can even create an Instagram account that's literally like, you know, financial bill or whatever. And like <laughs> you can make posts. I'm, I'm literally speaking for my own husband because maybe I'll give him this idea. Um, but you can make posts that kind of teach people all about the world of finance and then yeah. big enough and you can leverage that. And now it's a moneymaker. And so it's just, I think people need to understand the value of that social media footprint. Now, what'll happen when that becomes oversaturated, which we're headed towards, yeah. um, is another question. There'll be something new, I guess, that we have to sink our teeth into. Always. Um, but you have to evolve. That's the thing. Pivot and evolve. If you can't do both of those things, then you're not going to succeed. Yeah. Speaking of pivoting, boy, has this been a... <laughs> period of, of pivots this, this past few years. Right. Like what does someone who works in radio do during the coronavirus? How did you guys situation? (laughs) Yeah. We, um, at first part of our show started working from home and then Anthony and I were still in studio and I got a cough and I felt like total crap. And I did a telehealth appointment with my doctor and she was like, honestly, I can't, she's like, I can't diagnose you. It could be COVID-19, it could be allergies. And at that moment, they were like, all right, you're home for at least two weeks. So we all did the show from home except for Anthony. He would go in the studio alone every day. And we would, like we are right now on Zoom, it was basically that. And we're just feeding into the station board. Um, But we got pretty used to that for like eight weeks. And now we were back in studio, most of us. And it's like, an awkward readjustment to being around people again and not just staring at your computer screen. It is crazy. So I'm curious to see how when everyone else starts going back to work, how like you think you're just going to go back to work. Like there's an, an adjustment going back to the norm. It's kind of crazy. Um, but the hardest thing for us was we talk so much about our lives and what we do when you're not doing anything. Yeah. What, and I'd like what I do yesterday. I'm like, I worked and I watched Netflix. So then you kind of adjust to what is everyone else doing now? And you start doing what everyone else is doing. Oh, they're gardening. I've never gardened before. And you start sharing those stories or you're on Zoom with this person or I did Zoom bingo with my family and I'm talking to my family all day. And all the things that you start going through as your new norm are what you talk about on the air. And it's been great to be able to connect with people that way. But we feed so much off of our audience and not having them stuck in traffic has been tough. Yeah. Right. Have you seen a dip in listeners? Yeah. For sure. I mean, more people are are listening on Amazon Alexa and Google Home and the app than ever before. 
but it's still not the same. It's not that captive audience. Those people who are listening there are probably also homeschooling their kids and in the middle of a meeting for themselves. So wow, we so still true. have people listening and interacting, but it's not to the volume that it was. And it's not, it's not like an ego thing. It's not like, oh, we don't have people listening to us. It's just, it's crazy when you realize- It's a business how, thing at the end yeah. of the day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've, we've experienced a similar, um, a similar shift wherein ours has actually been for the better, I would say. Like it's been a positive reaction that customers are having to the brand, maybe because we are a product positive, that yeah. it's positive and it'll keep you going. And, you know, you would look down and you want to see that those messages of strength and all that good stuff. But also because of all, all of our stores have closed down, I'm under the impression, I, I, I mean, I have to be under the impression that all the people that have come to the website, cause it's more than doubled in traffic has been because they're not going into these retailers. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a double-edged sword. Cause it's like, great. We're seeing, we're, we're able to make it through thanks to our community, but also part of our community is those stores and those customers yeah. who are now not able to potentially stay alive after this whole pandemic kind of yeah, it's, goes away. It's, it's actually, it's shocking and crazy and can't think about it for too long because then you know, no, and you feel all the feels. Like you just said, it, it's great for you guys, but you have created a family and a community with all these small business owners and you fully understand yeah. what they're going through because as a small business owner, I mean, you start, like you said, in your basement. So you see these people, like I I am in touch with so many small business owners because of my Side Hustlers podcast that yep. I felt like I have literally taken on everything that they're feeling and it's like a total mind F for me right now. Um, and they're all either pivoting or drowning some of them, you know, ones who have to pay rent. It's just, it's insane seeing this right now. And it's people's dreams are being crushed. Yeah, it really is. And it's, but it's, I love that you said- You can't really prep for something like this either. No. Like how could we have like ever- prepared ourselves even mentally for this. And then once you're in it, you're just like, it's a tornado. Like you're like, okay, I got to figure my feelings out and I got to yep. keep my business afloat. And yes. I have to make sure that I'm not falling into a depression. Like you are truly now and having to take care of your life in life a new way. Life is still happening. Like people yeah. are still, life is still happening. Yeah. Like I'm still trying to get pregnant. Yeah. You, Carla, right. I mean, I know that your mom just had open heart surgery and I don't know if you want to kind of dig into that at all, but, um, yeah, I mean, how has that been like having to navigate her going through this crazy sickness while this whole thing is happening and like who wants to be in a hospital? And you're in Seattle. Yeah. This is by far the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my entire life. And it's not even me. It's yeah. crazy. And yeah. Yeah. My mom's surgery was scheduled for March 20th, which obviously got canceled because of everything. Um, they said, well, it's not an emergency. If it becomes an emergency, we'll, we'll do the surgery. So if you start getting bad chest pain, so she was getting them and to the point it was getting too regular. So they basically started, they did her surgery about 10 days before New Jersey allowed, like legally allowed surgery. So she was, I guess, technically like an elective emergency. Like they didn't have to, but they were scared she was going to have a heart attack. Mm. And this whole time I was, from day one when she was supposed to get the surgery, I immediately cried and I was like, this sucks. This was my worst nightmare coming through, my family needing me and I can't be there. I couldn't risk getting on an airplane and getting anyone in my family sick, let alone my mom. So that was in March I was having those feelings. Well, then it got to the point where no one in my family could be around my parents. So we were all like in this together. So I didn't really feel the distance. And then she had her surgery last Wednesday and, and was it supposed well. to be home. Well, the surgery went well, but her recovery is just taking forever. Mm. She was supposed to be home Sunday and now she can't really breathe without oxygen on her own. Um, but today they did take it off for a little bit last I heard and she's been doing great. So, so right now we're in the upswing, but it was a lot of up and down. 
But this past weekend was supposed to be my sister's bridal shower. And it was supposed to be the first time I'd seen anyone in my family in five months. And now I'm feeling what everyone else started feeling in the world two months ago. And I'm going through it two months later than everyone else. So my whole time was like, I'm I'm fine. I was supposed to see anyone till middle of May. And now it's like, oh, when I'm in the middle of May and here you are eight, nine months probably without seeing like touching my family. Yeah. And you're such a family girl. Um, again, that's the, I, I keep saying it's the Jersey in us, but I'm sure other States have, it is, families, have but families. we are like, it's all, also the Italian Jersey. You're Italian, you're Italian, right? Yeah. 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 It's the Italian Jersey girl. I couldn't imagine. I live with my dad. So if right. I had I love to like, it. right, if I was by myself right now in an apartment in Seattle and anything oh was going down with my dad, Oh my God, it would be so hard. Or my yeah. mom. I mean, it, it really, it just, it, it also just shows your strength, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I, it's funny. Like, I keep saying, wow, I thought I was way stronger than this. Like, that's what I keep saying in my head. It's like, damn, like, I thought I could handle this better. Like, I'm at work and I can't focus, which in my job, yeah. that sucks. Like, I feel like I can't, like, I'm not speaking properly sometimes. I'm like, Because yeah. I'm not sleeping properly. And it's just, I, there's times like this where I'm like, I wish I had a freaking desk job where I just, like, was in an Excel spreadsheet all day mm. because I don't have to worry about being on and we got to talk about it on the air today which was great but it's it's cr- like not only are you 3000 miles away but it's the middle of a pandemic and you can't even be with your family to go through this horrible thing yeah or so, like go shopping or something really quick to <laughs> kind of get your mind you know like yeah. something normal There's go nothing. grab a coffee and sit yeah. outside at the coffee shop like just no something normal to to make it feel okay i was saying that too like when i was going through like waiting to find out results for yeah this whole fertility thing i was like all and we just moved to a town that is like very close to the short hills mall and that's the mall i went to growing up and i've just been like i literally have to drive by it to sometimes get to the office if i'm going or whatever and i literally am just like all i want to do is walk around the mall like that's all i want to mm-hmm. do right yeah. now to distract myself is go spend money that i shouldn't be spending but just like walk around the mall too like oh it's it it does suck but i mean and then it gets hard because then you start feeling like, oh, woe is me. But, you know, there yes. are people that are going through so much worse. And her and I, Mariah and I talk about this all the time. So we just feel like shit for ourselves. But then it's like, okay, but do you have the right? And then people make you feel bad. Some, and, and you, CM, you've gone through a lot, not a lot, but you've had backlash towards you for whether it's you say something and someone responds. Or I think I only yeah. seen it one time. Um, but how do you handle moments like that, especially during this time? Like, are you afraid to say certain things? Like, how do you navigate that? Uh, yes and no. I'd say I'm more, I am the same person I am on social media as I am on the air, but uh, on the air, I'm a little more careful with what I say. Um, because if you're coming to me on social media, you know what you're getting. But if you're just flipping through the radio and I'm saying something that might piss you off, I don't want that to be the first impression. Like, I want you to like me first and then not like the thing that I said later on. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. On, on social media, I really like, I don't care and at all. Like, if I piss someone off, I honestly do not care. There's times where I'm like, oh, I'm not touching that subject. Like, we try to avoid on the air politics and religion always. But yeah. now this whole situation has become like a like people feel one way or another about a pandemic and that's crazy so now we have we're like yeah. careful and we're talking about like wearing masks today and i'm like why do i have to be careful about telling people to protect themselves and others i don't understand so i go off on social all the time and i don't i, I actually just, got into an i got an, ar- an uh, argument 
yesterday at the post office. AJ, I didn't even tell you this. What? I went to the post office and I ran into a friend of mine from like across the room. I see my friend Gabby in the distance and we were like far from each other and I didn't even recognize her because she was in a mask. I was in a mask. I'm also blind. So I didn't see her. Finally, I recognized it's Gabby and I was like, Gabby? And we like start laughing and this guy turns around. He's not wearing a mask and he's like, huh, isn't that funny? You don't even realize it's your friends anymore when you see them outside in the streets. It's like, we don't even recognize our own friends. And I was like, no, no, no. I definitely recognize one of my very closest friends. Trust me. It's because she's wearing a mask, but it's funny because you're not wearing a mask. <laughs> and I like just said it and I, maybe I shouldn't have, but like, it just feels like something yeah. I just said freely and he lost it. He was like, this establishment is not owned by New Jersey, actually. So no rules about masks apply in here. And I have 100% of my freedom in these walls because this is owned by the United States of America and not by the rules of New Jersey government because it's a federal owned place because we're in a post office. I was like, oh, he was like, and I will have my freedom. I will not wear a mask. And I was like, okay, so your freedom actually now is going to potentially affect me yeah. because you keep spitting near my face. <laughs> I'm going to need you to cover that spit. <laughs> Good thing you had your mask on. Balance. Carla, how have you been like when you are going to go live and you are kind of out of it? What is your, what's your go-to just mindset changer? Like what helps you? Just honestly trying to be in the moment and block out what you were thinking 30 seconds prior, which sounds like, okay, that's an easy answer. Like, do you actually do that? But I do. It's like, okay, focus on what's happening right now and knowing that i'm not going to be talking for 30 minutes straight it's probably three to five minutes and i can take a break or go to the bathroom if i need to um with that said the day i found out that my mom was gonna have to get heart surgery my family sent it in the family group chat three minutes before i was about to go on the air and i'm like guys how many times do i have to tell you time zones you know i'm live on the air why do you do this to me and i just sat in studio and just tears started running down my face like as we're about to go on the air and, and they all, everyone around me like knew something was going on. I was like, breathe. Like I start like breathing in my nose, out my mouth. But I also have taught my mom recently to calm down, like in your nose, out your mouth, get through this. And then you cry. And it's, it's never don't cry. It's don't cry right now (laughs) for me. It's like, then let it out. Um, but yeah, if we're taught like a lot, that's the cool thing about our show though, is that if I wanted to immediately talk about it in that moment, we could have, and I would have cried on the air and it would have been fine. But I hadn't talked to my mom or anyone at that in that moment. Um, but these past few days this week, I've been like in and out of it, like tears in my eyes in between things. But I'm not live on TV for four hours straight. It's radio and there's songs and commercial breaks. So I'm able to keep it together. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's also a distraction. Like when you're having a shitty moment, Sorry, I don't know if you curse on your podcast. We do. Okay. Yeah, we could curse. If you're having a shitty Say moment. Say all the shit you want. And then, you know, you start having a conversation with your coworkers about today was what celebrity do you think you can convince to date you? You know, you forget about what's going on. Adriana, I love that question. <laughs> I do too. Should we try? We got to think of fun questions. <laughs> Wait, I, let's, let's shift gears. I have two important questions that I want to ask. One okay. is when it comes to producing the radio show and your podcast and all that stuff, like what is your process? I think Mariah and I need like a quick crash course and anyone who has their own podcast who maybe listens to us, anyone who has like, we just need like a quick, quick cra- crash course in best practices. Like are we coming up with topics every yes. single time? Are you, should you be having those questions ironed out? Cause her and I, like, we just like to kind of chat. And I think no. so. 
I'm with you guys. On, Send I, a couple of we, lists of questions. I will say, yeah. and we don't look at them. Don't okay, at every time. No, you I don't, don't look at them. No. So for my side hustlers podcast, where I talk to people, Adriana has been on there. I talk to people who are or were following a passion outside of their day job, being a side hustler, and sometimes like you have turned it into their full time job. In that podcast, I just need like five bullets uh, and just a reminder of their name because like you guys know me you know my name we've talked before you don't need my backstory you know it and you can just ask me it because we have a rapport but a lot of people i don't know them it's my first time seeing them the second they pop up on my screen or come to the studio so i'll ask make sure i have their name their website their instagram handle and then like five points about their business there's whatever whatever it may be and then we just go and i make sure i hit those but i'm not like I'm a follow-up question kind of person, not a, okay, what's next on my list? I mean, I first started in radio and I'm like, okay, cool. And then you read the next thing. No, that's not like what I do. And if it's something's ending, it just ends. You don't have to make things a certain amount of time. That's the cool part about podcasting. There are no rules. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's so true. I'm writing this down. I know. I see you writing. You're so funny. I like the five, the five important points. That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, some, I try to send simple. like 20, I try no. to send like 20 questions to Adriana so she knows I'm doing something and <laughs> it's so unnecessary because she knows I'm doing something, but I just need to be extra. And, no, I feel and I'll like keep it on my screen. Like what I'll do is I'll keep that on my screen. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it helps it a lot. And then sometimes I'll take notes as I'm, and I'll warn the person I'm interviewing. Like, Hey, if you see me taking notes, I'm not like sending emails. I'm like taking notes. That's what's happening yeah. if I'm typing. Um, let's see what else. I've, there's the audio side of it, which we were talking about before, like checking all had the best, you know, best practices for audio. But right, I'm gonna need the name of that mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, that's fine. I always talk. One thing I learned early in radio is yes, you're talking to an audience of people, but most of the time, someone who is listening to you isn't with a group of people. So when you're like, "Hey, everybody," or "Hey, you guys." you should always just be focusing on talking to one person. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to a DJ and they're like, wow. what's up guys? Like that's not best practices. And that's what someone taught me. It should be like, I know you're in your car right now thinking blah, 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 whatever. Not, Hey you guys, I know you're like in your car. Cause you're not, you're alone, especially right now. Everybody's alone. So that's just that's something. such a gem. It's that's a, a one-on-one conversation. That's a gem right there. Radio gems. Right. What's up? Carla Marie, Radio Gems. You guys can't get this information anywhere else. You guys, I said. <laughs> you guys. She's, you, you. You one singular person cannot get this information anywhere else. I promise you. And sometimes like with my podcast, like, thank you so much for being here. Like, I know you can do other things with your time. And then there are times where I'll say thank you to everyone because everyone has listened to this podcast. It's okay to acknowledge that there is more than one person listening to you. But just, and that's like a tip or trick. It's just, uh, that person listening thinks they're talking to me. They're not yeah. talking to everyone else. They're talking to me. I do say, I say you guys a lot because I'm it's always like, oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, you do. You love a you guys. guys. I love a you guys. Love you guys. I have a question. This is completely random. Or age, did you have a question? Yeah, I have another to. question, but I want you to go. Well, I want you to go. No, I want you to go. Okay, I'll go. Okay, also, this is- don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> Maybe we won't. No. Um, okay, Carla Marie, a question. So, is there ever this is, does not have to do with the podcast or whatever? It's more so for you and you and Anthony. Okay. When you guys are, let's say, on site at an event, right? And pre coronavirus, you are now right. in person and you are at a real event. 
Has there ever been a time where you have kind of been slighted by someone who maybe listens to your show and like they like Anthony better or they're a guy or they just think that you're not as important of a factor in the show? Like, have you ever felt less than on your show because it's you and a guy? It's funny. It doesn't necessarily happen with, I think the other way around, it'll happen with (laughs) listeners. Um, yes. I, and Anthony's found that he's like, yeah, whatever. You get all the attention. It's like, he's like, I don't You're care. You're so cute. How can And you he's not? like, that's fine. Like you get all the attention as long as I just keep getting, do my job and make money. I'm happy. He doesn't care. Um, and that's fine. And that's when it comes to people who listen to the show, but in the industry, and I'd say just whether it's working with different partners or different people who aren't familiar with our show, they automatically assume that Anthony is the only host because that's also how radio is. It's normally one person and one person's in charge. We just have two different roles. And yeah, he's the one who runs the board. Like I don't, I can use it and I can do it, but Anthony is the one who's behind the board. So in radio world, he is sitting where Elvis sits. So to the average person, it's like, oh, well, Anthony's, Anthony's in charge. But mm-hmm. Anthony, I'd say is like a showrunner in the sense of like, he keeps the show on track. He does all of the business stuff. He does all of that where I'm like the, okay, this is a great topic. I, I let him handle all of the, it's so hard to explain this. We do, we go through this all the time. Yeah. He handles all of no, like, it's making sense. the logistics side of, the, of everything. Mm-hmm. He handles all audio. I handle all front facing social media. So if I'm not doing it, I'm making sure someone else on the show is doing it. But he does all audio when it comes to content there's a lot of content that I'm finding and that is happening to me and I will send it all to him in an email and I'll let him plug in where he thinks things should go based on what I've sent him, what other members of the show have sent him because I don't want to know what they're going to talk about because I like going into a topic and just reacting to it. So I let him kind of plug in all of that. But there's times where I'm like, we need to talk about this today because I need to talk about it today. And at the end of the okay. day, it's like, okay. And we're, we're very good with that. So a listener has never done that to me, but within the industry, there's a lot of like, but I don't understand how, how are two of you the host? Like, what do you mean? But like, how do you decide who's going to talk when? I'm like, what do you mean? We just have a conversation and it's, but whose show is it? Our show. How? And like, people don't understand that, but every contract we've had since we've moved for our like main job, like when it comes to commercials and all that, like we're on our own, but our main, like, we've been paid the same to the exact penny and we've made the, sure of that. We've negotiated our contracts together with our bosses, which is like unheard of to make wow. sure. My cat just punched something. I don't know. It threw me off. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we, it's crazy, but like we are paid the exact same. And part cool. of me feels spoiled for that because so many women in radio don't get that opportunity. But Anthony Absolutely. will be like, I only have this opportunity because of Carla Marie. But I mean, we, even each other out and what we, what is our skill set? And that's why it was great to move us together. But I, I see it more from people that we work with rather than an outsider. Yeah. That's really, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see how many women in different industries have to go through pretty much Mm -hmm. the same story. Um, but I, I feel like we're, we're getting better a little bit. You know, I feel like it's it's just the fact that you can say that you and him are able to negotiate the contracts together and people still want to work with you both. I mean, that's an incredible Mm -hmm. thing. Um, okay. I have a sidebar question. Okay. A little fun, a little more fun than some of our previous conversation. (laughs) Um, well, I only mean like, we talked a lot about COVID-19, so we need to brighten it up. <laughs> um, okay. You have interviewed 
pretty much everybody. Like everybody. Every every music celeb easily, hands down. Like you've interviewed everybody. And then I you've also interviewed like movie stars as well here and there. Sometimes. Younger ones probably like millennial yeah. ones. Give us oh god. A best story. Well, give us the number one most starstruck you've ever been. And then give us like the best story and then maybe like the worst. This is tough. You know what's crazy is I didn't really start interviewing people until the very end of my time at Elvis and then until I had my own show because who the hell was I going to interview? But it even was. before you interviewed, but you meet them. Yeah, meeting, meeting them for sure. Um, oh, God. I, okay, I'll give you the most starstruck was the first time I met Fall Out Boy. Now, my backstory with that is I was a huge Fall Out Boy fan. Same. Like, obsessed and then when i was in college they broke up and it was the end of the world so when i started in radio i never needed to tell anyone like this is my i'm we weren't playing their music there was no chance of them coming in so i never told anyone on elvis's show that i even gave a crap about them well they were Why, about to do supposed, their are you supposed to tell them well no but it like there? it never came up it wasn't like oh my god i love fall out boy we're playing them or we're going to a concert whatever it's just they didn't exist anymore so like whatever right so <laughs> in a meeting and we're talking and like all right and don't forget monday it's like no one can know this yet because it's a surprise over the weekend but we're gonna follow up on studio over there announcing their reunion i was like what the fuck did you just say and i started losing my mind i'm like guys what and then they found out i was a huge follow up boy fan i went out and bought like an outfit and elvis they walked in the studio i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god they're here like i was full-blown panicking everyone's like you need to come Fuck that. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Oh my, god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, they're here. So Elvis brought me in the interview, and that was the first time that ever happened. And I got to interview Fall Out Boy like on their like comeback day. Oh, Elvis is with them. so good. I love him. And that yeah, so that was like that fangirl moment. Um cool uh one of the cool moments that I like want to tell Ed Sheeran about one day was when he first started, he came in to Elvis's show and it was like before he dressed up for anything and he had his manager and he was behind me and I was sitting at like the phone app desk outside of the studio and he's like, don't forget, we got the Grammys on Sunday, the manager and Ed's like, I'm wearing a t-shirt and he's like, you're not wearing a t-shirt and Ed's like, fine, I'll wear a tuxedo t-shirt, but that's it. And like, he was clearly being a ball buster, but that's so him. Yeah. And then He's actually one of my favorite interviews, I think, because I did get to interview him out here in Seattle, and he's such a cool... I love Ed Sheeran. Yes. Oh. He's so cool and down to earth, and I was like, we were talking about a Sum 41 album, like, when I interviewed him, and he's like, oh, that was such a great album. Like, he's so freaking cool. Um, oh, I love that. Hold on, pause. Can we, can, we talk about, can we talk about your, um, before I forget, your Noah Cyrus in your house interview, please? Yes. Okay. So, How did that feel? So I got to interview Noah Cyrus, which love her music. I've interviewed her in person before, but <laughs> my interview. <laughs> I was dead. We did an Instagram live because a lot of people have been doing that right now, which is really cool, really smart. I mean, the artists have nothing else to do. It's a great time for them to make connection with radio people, um, which is always great. But she was <laughs> high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, you would have been so deceased at this interview. <laughs> Raya was texting me after, and she's like, "How did you do that?" And I was like, "Why didn't you tell me about it, Mariah?" Because it was live, and I was just watching it and laughing. And then I DM'd her. I know, and then I forgot. I don't know why I didn't tell you. Oh it was 
I I asked her a question. And she started telling me about dogs. What was she telling? I don't even know. Mattress. Did she? Mattress. So she was high. Carl. Yeah, so high. Carla Marie's like, so tell me about you know your, your new soft. song. You have the new lie. music coming out. We're all so excited about it. We're super stoked. We love what you have going on, Noah. We're so excited. So let it let us know. She goes, um. So I got this new mattress and I put it out in my living room because I want to put my dogs on it. And it's been really comfortable in my living room because I want my whole floor to be soft. And I was like, so the song. Uh, he's like, okay, okay. Yeah, no, it looks soft. It definitely does. So what's up with that song? Yeah, it was wild. Um, that's, that's what the people want to see though. Like that's too funny. What's her name? Haley Bieber. I interviewed her on the red carpet of our iHeartRadio Music Awards three years ago. And granted, she was hosting that night and probably has never hosted anything before. So I will give her the fact that her mind was probably a million and a half places. So I'm interviewing her on on our red carpet is a live stream and I'm talking to her. And as I'm talking to her, she's looking right over my shoulder, like snapping and like waving, trying to get someone's attention. And she's like, hi. And I'm like, Dude, and it was just the whole interview like was looking right past me, and I, like that just drove me nuts. And I was like, then just don't do the interview if you're not going to give me yeah. the time because this is going to be worse for you than it is for me. And uh, yeah. that, but any like radio, any artist, any musician that I've interviewed, I've never really had any. Is there like a surprising celebrity that was like? incredible that you just never expected like if you had a conversation with like Chrissy Teigen and she's actually really amazing like is there someone like that I know she's so funny I feel like she's from here and she like she grew up with one of the girls that I work with and I'm like please come back oh Chrissy from Washington he's a real one uh who oh god put me on the spot here man my brain doesn't work anymore (laughs) it's like fried to the point where I don't remember things that's okay Artist, that would be a surprise. I'm sad to hear about Hailey Bieber. That's something that I hate. I'm sure she's trying to loves her. Wait, have you met Justin? Yes, a bunch. How I know, like, how was that? <laughs> they were all different Justins every time I met him. That's for sure. Wow, that's I feel I and I honestly feel bad for him because he went through like he was thrown into the ringer. Show. Oh yeah, come on, the kid became a star when he was. Like I'd, be the same way. I'd be the same I'd be the same way. way. I'd be a whole psychopath. Is there Chicken anyone buckets. that's really hot? <laughs> That you just fell in love with, oh, kind of. Yeah. Um, you know who's amazingly perfect in person uh, is also Carrie Underwood. She smells amazing. So oh, does Rihanna. Rihanna smells amazing. Neo, probably the best smelling. Oh, I love that. I love that. But I love that Rihanna smells good. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, God. Smelly. I stand Rihanna. I mean, really good level. cologne, but like, no, I hate perfume. So like it. Yeah. They're just still oh. like. I don't know, like a cloud of amazingness. Is um, he falling into the category of the hottest? No, right? Neo? Did you ever meet Chris Brown? What? Did you ever meet Drake? No and no. Taylor Damn. Swift was actually super cool. Oh, I love okay. The first time I met her, she had chipped nail polish, and I had her sign something for a listener, and I was like, hey, can you sign this? Like, oh, my God. I said, you have chipped nail polish. I love that. She's like, I play guitar all the time. It's impossible. And I was like, cool, cool. And then another time she came in on Halloween and I was dressed as her. And she was like, oh my God, you nailed it. Then we were talking about, she told me to cut my hair shorter because I could pull it off. And then I did. So, Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) Wait. um, Okay. So we know who smells good. Did anyone smell bad? I'm want, I'm trying to think of anyone smells I still bad. I want the hottest. I want the hottest Who's too. The like, hottest? Who blew you away? Like who walked in? Oh, yeah, like in person. Damn. It could be man. It could be woman. I don't care. Joe and Nick Jonas. Oh, 
Oh, Nick Jonas also smells amazing. But like, Joe is. I saw Nick. I saw Nick Jonas at a Broadway show once. I was like seeing. um, Was he in the show? Maybe no, 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 no. He was there on a date, and I saw him in the distance, and he was beautiful. Yes, like they're perfect. They're oh my god, he was so cute. My sister and I were screaming. I was so young, but we were dead. It's crazy to me because I literally, I am one of those people that I don't know how, but I, I grew up basically going to the city all the time, walking around. We go to LA all the time. I see no one. No one. I have seen like three people in my life. Bradley Cooper walked past me, but I, I didn't get a good look. And someone was like, that was Bradley Cooper. I'm like, no way, no way. He, was, he looked like super brooding. Like he was walking like kind of hands in pocket. Yeah. It, was a, it was a rainy night in the city in Soho. And I did meet James Marsden. He is like <gasps> one of the few celebrities. Like he is the only celebrity I met. That's cool. I, went, I had been like, I had been like, a couple of a couple of wines deep and i had for whatever reason i had the courage to go up to him and we were making eye contact from across the the restaurant like he kept looking at me and i kept no i felt so special and then i went up to him and i was like i was like hi you know would you mind if i took a picture he said of course of course sweetheart or of course beautiful or something mm. like that and i was like oh. <gasps> meanwhile i looked like i always look which is like, <laughs> tired it. in the morning a boy rest and a boy. Um, <laughs> but he, he's, I have the picture still to say it was like a beaut. That was like the only moment. But anyway, the point is I just can't wrap my head around like you meeting these people all the time. And I don't get why. used I'm, to like, it. They're just normal people. Chill. I know, but like, I know yeah. I just can't wrap my head around. No, it. here's my side of why it's like, it's different for people in radio because all of their record label managers, if they're doing or record label people, if they're doing a good job, it's be nice to these people because they're in charge of playing your music or they're in charge of, you know, talking about if you're shitty or not on the air or on a podcast. Yeah. So they're always going to be nice to us. But Darren Chris <gasps> is one of the coolest people ever. Oh we, um, we hung out after the, he knew Anthony and I from Elvis's show oh. and Anthony and I got to go to the Victoria's Secret fashion show and he was there and we hung out at the after party together and the three of us were wasted. There's a paparazzi photo of, he and I walking into the after party together and it's and like till this day I have his number on my phone he'll tweet at us like he's a sweetheart he's so genuinely nice like oh my god a nice guy tell him I'm watching Amazing. Hollywood and it's really good oh my god it's so good I it's finished it so good oh my god he's so cute I don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> on Netflix you have on Netflix Hollywood out of it. You, you would All like the hot it, boys man. So oh my many god hot boys you would love it it's very you told good. me to watch that I think yeah it's, yeah, yeah, yeah do it I guess. Who's the, who's the one person you you wish you had met or like you still want to meet? <sighs> Jennifer Aniston and Channing Tatum. Oh, wow. Okay. I love them both. But like it sucks because it probably will never happen because they're not like unless either one of them come out with an album. <laughs> or you could get to a place in your future where you're more in True. line to interview them in some way. Yeah. Form. Oh my God, I would die. Like Channing Tatum though, I wouldn't even be able to speak. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. Mine would be Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah. mine would be Drake. <laughs> Drake. What about Chris Brown? Yeah, like no, Chris Brown too. But Chris Brown feels more attainable. I'm not gonna lie. I'm never oh. gonna see Drake at Tao downtown, and he's gonna pick me. But for some reason, I have this weird feeling that someday Chris Brown's gonna be at Tao, and like I can get to him. Okay, he Brian. feels attainable. But Drake, uh, unattainable. I will never meet him. I can't find him true. anywhere. You can't find him. I can't find him. All my Afrobeats artists, though, those I can find. <laughs> There's a lot of artists these days 
that do <laughs> this is completely I'm embarrassed off track. for you right now, Mariah. Wait, can Let we stop? Can we tell a brief story about the time you met someone? Did you sign an NDA? Me? Oh, right. You, Mariah. Oh, I'm like, oh. Met someone? You met I mean, you can edit an artist in Vegas. Oh, wow. I, oh, my God. As you guys are talking about celebrity meetings, I'm over here acting like I never met anybody. Wait, did you oh. sign an NDA? No. No, I just couldn't have my phone. Okay. Tell that story real quick and then – What wow. is happening? Okay. I forgot. I, I'm sorry. I completely forgot about this. So – and this is going to be very hard for me to tell it short. So I'm going to try to take breaks in between. So that no, 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 no. We're gonna, no, we're going to details. I'm going to tell it short. Mariah. No, 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 no. Okay. I have to tell it. Tell it short, Mariah. So I'm at the Newark airport <laughs> by myself traveling to oh, Vegas Newark. for a trade show and love Newark. And I see in the distance a guy and he has a pair of sneakers on that I recognize, whatever. So we start chatting, chat, chat, chat. The guy's super cool, whatever. He tells me he's heading to Vegas too. I was like, oh, that's awesome. We're going on the same plane, whatever. Towards the end of the conversation, now we're like besties and we've been talking for like 40 minutes. And he's like, yeah, I'm heading out there. Um, I'm actually Travis Scott's manager. What? And I was like, no fucking way. I was like, you're lying. And the sneakers he was wearing are Travis Scott's like pair of sneakers, like one of the pairs he's come out with in the recent months. So I could have put it all together, but I just didn't. And he had yeah. big headphones with him. It looks like he does music. So I was like, okay, this, this is all adding up now. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, I'm heading to Vegas too. You're going out there solo. Like, that's kind of sucky. Do you want to hang out with me and my friends? And I was like, I mean, I'm going out there by myself. I was scared. I was like, I don't know. But I was like, I can't miss this opportunity. Of course, <laughs> I have to hang out with them. So I, uh, <laughs> so I go, we take our flight, our seats aren't near each other. The flight ends. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to really see this guy again. I'm not going to wait for him. Like that feels yeah. weird. So we run into each other at the bathrooms and he's like, all right, so, um, what's going on? Like, what time do you want to link up with us? And I was like, oh, you were really serious in Newark. <laughs> like you six hours later after the flight to Vegas, you still meant it. And he's like, yes, come to the Migo stay party right now. Like it's literally drop your bags and meet me. And I was like, Oh my God. Now, mind you, I have to tell Adriana that I've landed. I have to go to like set up a trade show kind of like there was work. Yeah, to be done. Have to do work. I had to kind of work that day a little bit. So mind you, my flight was very delayed. I had to get my back. So it ended up that I had a chance to, sorry, I had a chance to go with them but I missed the first party. So he's like, yeah, the day party's kind of dying down. It's, it's a dud. I was like, all right, that's cool. He's like, all right, well, do you want to meet us anyway? It's over, but we're going to go gamble and kind of hang out at the hotel in our loft. And I was like, I mean, who's we, if we could just like put that on the, t like who might we be? He's like, it's me, Travis, and like two other dudes. It's like three of us. Me and him are best friends. Like I, I am the co-owner of Cactus Jack Records. Like I, it's just us two. Oh, and I you. think you were telling me that you were the co-owner. And I'm like, what? I am, yes. Mariah, <laughs> Mariah is the co-owner of Cactus Jack Records. No, so I was like, holy shit. All right. So I go. He tells me what club they're at. It's like a day. I take an Uber from my hotel across the Vegas area. It's not yeah. close to each other. I take like a 30-minute Uber. I was like, oh, my God. This feels so thirsty, but I don't care. I'm going to try it. <laughs> he sends me a security guard at the door to come and gather me. He protects me all the way over to the bungalow. I enter. It's me, Travis Scott. Um, who's the NBA player that used to date uh, Chloe that has the big, thick beard? Uh, and he plays for the Rockets, the Houston Rockets. 
No idea, but go on. Everyone that's listening to this is low and they'll be ashamed that none of us know his name. Anyway, that guy, like bottle girls, a whole thing. The guy, the, the manager, he introduced me to Travis. He's like, so this is Mariah. And I was like, hello. I literally was so awkward. I'm like, it's really nice to meet you. Um, He's like, what's going on? Whatever. Keep moving with our day. Go on and on. At one point, I like... Travis like made a joke to the guy and he was like, oh, like you going to get with Mariah tonight da, 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 or something so gross that I hated. And I was like, um, no, actually. And I tried to like do my usual, get smart with him. I dropped my phone or no, he drops his phone. Wow. This, I can't believe the story is coming back to me. Travis Scott drops his phone onto the concrete ground. And I literally was like, that's what you get. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> Mariah. That is what break? I say to Travis Scott. Mind you, now we spend the rest of the day together. We're gambling in Vegas. So much money they are gambling and, and all the things. I saw his phone. His phone cover was a picture of Stormy. His phone background. That's no how way. close I was to him the whole day. Hanging out, chilling in the bungalow. And true friendship. Yeah, like he was good. Good on what way? <laughs> good to Kylie. Well behaved. Yeah. Good to Kylie. They were still together. Yeah. No, he didn't have any girls with him. No, he That's was crazy. Like super. He was super well behaved. And the manager wasn't tr- like he wasn't making moves on me either. Like good. we just it was weird. It's like we became like friends that day. It was strange. Um, but yeah, no, he was very like boombastic if that's like the right word for it it's a it's a shaggy song but i was gonna say i know shaggy (laughs) have you ever met shaggy you definitely have because he is is the best yes one of the best people ever he filmed a video for us when anthony and i were trying to get the company to send us to vegas for iheart festival i'm like shaggy can you just tell like iheart we should go and we just filmed him he's like yo I heart. Send Carla Reed in. <laughs> oh, I love Shaggy. That awesome. is my favorite artist on the planet. I he's love good him times. so much. And he's, I knew he was so cool. He's such a Z100 guy too. Like a, like a, he's a big like a Elvis Duran. Yeah. yeah. He just like is in the family. Um, anyway, so that's my Travis Scott story. Was but James Harden the guy? James Harden. I Googled. Yeah. James wow. Harden. He was there very cool. We're all chilling. Like I'm talking to James Harden. He had his friends with him. Like we were all, I'm sitting that's on the awesome. couch. That's like, why you should be nice and talk to strangers. I know. That's literally though. That is that, what it meant to me. Because yeah. that guy, the manager kind of was feeling you. He liked He you. was, uh, yeah, I think he liked me a little bit, but he wasn't really like, like, I didn't like him. I liked him as a friend. And I just was like, a lot of girls, I think in that situation may have felt pressured in a way to of maybe course. not be friendly and be something else. But for yeah. me, like, I just feel that I'm confident in myself and I'm, independent i i don't drink so the whole time i just have my wits about me and i'm just like sober chilling with this crowd by myself i don't have adriana in vegas with me i have no one i just dropped my stuff off made myself look a little cute and spent like i don't know like six hours with the with the group it was such that's impressive i could not have done that sober (laughs) yeah i was very sober that puts my james marsden story to total it really does your story you should just toss we We should always always make eye contact (laughs) yeah Uh, okay. that was a really great session though. I really wanted to, to just, I love that all about the celebs and have like my face. Yeah. I've been smiling this whole time. So hopefully our, me too. My our face hurts. Our listener. I know mine does too. Right now. I love you guys. <laughs> I um, I do. I have a question and then I'll, if you have more questions for me, that's fine. But I do have a question. Adriana, as a business owner and for me as someone who's like in charge of my brand, it's very hard for me to delegate anything ever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's my biggest weakness. Um, 
as a business owner for you, how did you find a Mariah that you can trust with literally your brand and everything you built? Like, A, how did you find her and how do you know when you've got someone like that? Mm. Um, good timing for that question too, Age. Right. I. Why are you being fired? No. <laughs> Today's my last day. No. Um, so the way I like started hiring people was just out of necessity because like it was time to hire someone because I couldn't do it by myself. So I would just have bring someone on and say, okay, you're going to help me do what I do. It wasn't until a few years into even having Mariah that I was like really able to start letting go of things. I think it was probably when I hired my marketing director, Colleen and saw that she was good. And I was like, okay, just take it, just take it and run with it. And even she would probably still argue that I tended to micromanage in the very beginning. Um, I, I think it was throughout this journey of my fertility and like literally needing to take a step back that I've had to be like, you know what? You hired these people for a reason. You just have to start trusting them. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariah kind of fell into my lap. She found me on Instagram, applied, and we literally, I, I hired her and it was very blind, but I just, I felt something special in her. I just felt like she was someone who was like in it to win it. And I think if you find the people that are willing to wear a lot of hats in the beginning, then when you give them their own hat, they really run with it and really like they love it and they take care of it. Um, But yeah, I spent so much of my beginning years at this business, like not putting myself first and I put the business first Yeah, and it took a serious toll on my mental state. It took a serious toll on my body. I think it has a lot to do with why I'm going through what I'm going through now. I You're mean, not the first, you are not the first person I've heard say that. Yeah. It's sad, but I, I, that I gave up a lot for the business because I was like, Oh no, I have to be the only one that does it. I have to be the one that stays up till two in the morning. I have to be the one that flies back to back because no one else can do it. I can't not be there. Like it's just, I've just, finally through this journey, been able to be like, mm, well, that probably wasn't the best move for my future. So now I need to start dialing it back. And I will say, I don't necessarily trust Mariah with my brand. <laughs> no, I she do. Doesn't. I do. But I still to this day will like, I'll chime in and be like, Mariah, you got to like quicken up your questions or you got to, yeah. you know, like, well, you have to. Yeah. Or like if she posts a story, no, she wouldn't, she, yeah, no, she wouldn't post. You can't trust anybody with your own child as much as you can trust yeah. yourself. That's just what, that's just the reality. You will never find somebody that is you. You know what I mean? What I've, and, you shouldn't, well. and you shouldn't. Right. What I've done and what I think is the trick is I've lowered my expectations of what I feel, <laughs> not to be rude, but like I've lowered my expectations of what I, I expect. And that's right. because you have, I have to. My expectations were really high. And it was too high. Nobody could meet that standard because no one's going to be doing it to the perfection level that I felt they needed to do. I mean, I've made Little Words Project my dream as well. And, I, and I've said that from the beginning. Like, this is definitely my passion as much as it could be anyone's. Right. But it will never be as much as Adriana's. And that's because it's and hers. it shouldn't. Right. And right. It and it just can't, it just can't be, but I know that my love for it is there and that my, and that my dedication is there. And, and she but knows that and that's it. It's also when you are like you, Carla Marie, like with when, whenever you, like if you're bringing people on or you're like scared mm-hmm. to delegate or let things go, you have to remember that like at the end of the day, even if they mess up or even if they're not perfect to the degree that you think in your head they need to be, it doesn't actually make a huge difference. It's not a right. huge impact. No I one have, else knows. Right. It's just me yeah, exactly. There have been times where literally Mariah has said or done something that like, 
upset a customer or whatever. And they would turn it on me and be like, well, I really just don't see how you can employ someone like this. It's not that never anything like super bad, but there are right. a couple of occasions where like, you know, Mariah, she'll say something and then accidentally like she gets herself in trouble. Um, she's great. Good times. Right. But every time I know that, okay, but this girl has made her dream my own, I made her, my dream her own, and yeah. I'm going to defend her to my dying day. And because we have established that reality as like a concrete unit, it's made it very easy for me to trust her and not really care if people don't love what we're putting out. Like this is what we're putting out. Yeah. So. It's important. And same thing, like you were saying, Mariah, is that like you, you need to be able to be on board. You're not, this isn't just a job to you. Like this isn't, this is a yeah. career and there's a difference. But there's also a difference in knowing that not everyone's going to make it their passion and not everyone's going to make it their life path. Yeah. Right. It may only be one or two of us from now till the dying days of Little Words Project that it really is our life's mission. Me, Adriana, and maybe one or two other people. And that might be it. And she also needs to ex- accept, and she has, that some people are just going to work for her and they're just going to do a good job and they're going to love it and then they're going to quit and move on with their life. There's that inner circle of people that are going to really like – go the distance with you and it might be one person or it might be two if you're lucky. And if that's the case, you know, great. And then the rest of them, they're still great employees, but they're just not gonna, they're not the person that you would call if the house was on fire kind of thing. Well, thank you. I kind of needed that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad this turned into me. I always find a way to ask a question. Interview. You are an interviewer at the end yeah. of the day. I mean, it's what you do. But no, this was this was incredible. I don't want to keep you any longer. We've literally talked for two hours. I love it. Yes, <laughs> right? Are we okay? We have a meeting Kelsey, in nine minutes. Right. I'm so stressed. PM, <laughs> um, we love you so much. Thank you for love you. amazing since day one. And love you guys. Can't wait to see you again soon. Oh, and I know you have a meeting, but we didn't even talk about the You Look Great bracelet that you guys did and helped our show raise money for Seattle Children's Hospital. Oh. You look great is what we say on our morning show. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll do episode two another time. Part two. Right. But that was a nice, that was a nice casual plug. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you. <laughs> you look great. You look great. Yeah, you look great. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved this episode and it resonated with you, leave a review. Don't forget to use the code GLOW through it to receive 15% off your order on littlewordsproject.com. Have a cool topic or question? Submit it via email at hello at glowthroughitpodcast.com.